Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360 COVID-19 series on Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. We're still laughing. That is what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, even in the toughest times during this COVID-19 pandemic. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president, CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. This is an ongoing series on Tuesday mornings to bring the most relevant and impactful information to you every week with a special emphasis on COVID-19 pandemic uh, issues as it relates to your life and your business in the South Bay and Manhattan Beach in particular. Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. I am well. Um, Happy to be here. Um, It's a little gloomy where I am, a little overcast. The marine later is you know, settling in. We all enjoyed a beautiful weekend, um, probably from our patios and backyards, <laughs> mostly. But, um, you know, of course, you can get out and take walks and whatever and ride, you know, ride the bike and what have you. But, um, you know, um, you know, with all those sunny days comes the overcast days, too, because, you know, just uh, we all know that when it's hot, uh, when the air is warm and the water is still cool, which it is this time of year, um, the collision of the two creates fog. So it's kind of a gloomy morning here, but not in a negative way, just in a nature type of way. And I have a new term for you. You know how for What's years, that? particularly in the, in the South Bay, we have called it June gloom? Um, Usually it arrives kind of in June, although in the last couple of years I feel like it's been arriving more like in May and sometimes it stays longer than June. Um, Now people are saying Zoom gloom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
I know, right? There's a whole, I, I refer to it as Zoomology. And I am yeah. um, actively looking for some members or some people who can come on the show with us and talk about uh, my Zoomology and not just how to conduct a proper Zoom and how to look good on Zoom and sound good, but more so all of the social and psychological effects that Zoom is having on people. Um, there is, um, I was talking with somebody from the Beach Cities Health District yesterday. Day. And mm-hmm. um, she threw out the term Zoom fatigue. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. No, no wonder I'm so darn tired every night. <laughs> Although it's certainly not just Zoom, the information overload and all the stress of you know dealing in, in working with all you know the businesses and all the change and everything. There's so there's so mm-hmm. much. Everybody is you know experiencing change and some level of stress. But she you know threw out the term Zoom fatigue, and I hadn't actually heard it. But then of course I quickly Googled it, and there's all these articles and all this you know buzz going around about. About Zoom fatigue and how um, a Zoom call or whatever, you know, Skype or Microsoft Teams mm-hmm. or whatever, but, you know, Zoom is kind of the loose term, how it is much more taxing on the brain than a phone call um, or an in-person meeting because there's all these different types of visual and auditory cues and connectivity. Very, very interesting. So, um, of course, you wow. know, I, I think Jack. I know I, I'm intrigued, and I'm trying to dig down and and um, you know find somebody to come talk about all of that because um, I think it's very real. And um, it's funny when you're on these calls. Sometimes when there's the visual, you're like, why is that person scowling? You know, but they they're not scowling because maybe of what you're saying. They're scowling because they they forgot they're on a video call. <laughs> You know, and they're just staring, you know, and so there's all those types of cues that, you know, people are having to deal with, too. So uh, today's a Zoom gloom type of day. I, 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 Dr. Stroman, I think uh, you have it. Uh, there is something <laughs> to investigate there um, because, uh, you know, it's, it, you can't just go and hide in your office. The old phrase, where's Jack? Well, he's hiding in his office. Well, you can't do that anymore uh, when you're within a Zoom uh, calls notice of the president of the company or whatever. Yeah, you can, yes, you can't. And um, you can certainly turn off your video on Zoom, but, you know, there's only certain times when that is appropriate and, and for many not acceptable. I was actually having um, a conversation with a college graduate yesterday, um, and I've also had this conversation with my youngest son who is still in college. Of course, both of them have been doing classes, you know, virtually um, since the pandemic mm-hmm. struck. And uh, this one was talking about, I said, well, when you log on, you have to log on at a certain time. And does the teacher kind of take a roll call? And, you know, do you have to stay on the entire time? And how does that work? Because, you know, Zoom, um, in, in, in the Zoom world, in the Zoomology world, um, there's this, you know, kind of theory going around that <clears throat> it's like a dog's life. You know, one, one hour of Zoom is like seven hours. On, on a video call, you know, uh, multiply it by seven, like a dog's life. And um, <laughs> so I said, you're right. You know, I, I said, how, how are the teachers and instructors working that? Because I've talked with other middle school and high school teachers who, and even our superintendent who say it's so difficult 
to keep the attention because, um, mm. yes, you normally would be in a class for whatever, 45 or 50 minutes before you rotate or something, but there's other views, visual cues around you and just the presence of other people around you. There's that energy. And when you're Zooming, um, it's, you know, it's difficult. You can't just stay on a call for whatever, an instructional call for, let's say, 45 minutes. It doesn't work that way. Right. It's not the same. So. Very fascinating. You know, one more thing that we're all having to adapt to, but we are humans. We are adaptable. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whoever, who would ever have thunk, as they say, you know, um, even a couple months ago that we would be talking about, you know, all these things. But um, uh, here we are. And our curious minds want to know more. Certainly do. Curious minds want to know more, and I have to ask you. Uh, well, first of all, I have to say your your choice of guests is amazingly prescient because uh, obviously this was in the works for a few days now, and yet uh, just yesterday uh, the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, uh, three hundred and fifty billion dollars or whatever, three hundred ten billion dollars, whatever, has just come into play. Um, just yesterday morning at 10 a.m. or something like that, and and so we're going to uh, be talking about that with with uh, with an expert. But do you have any um, any announcements that you want to make from the chamber side? You know, just I want to remind everybody. Um, you know, facial coverings um, are required in the city of Manhattan Beach when you're out in public. Um, definitely when you're in a business um, or going to and from. Um, if you're standing, you know, congregating, which you're not supposed to be really, but next to people that aren't within your same household or family, facial masks are required. Mm-hmm. Um, they are encouraging people to wear them even when they're exercising outdoors. Although they're not stopping and policing people um, of that nature, they just can't do that but um they did you know have a pilot program this weekend remember our guests on friday um they opened polywog mm. park uh for two days over the weekend it went very well um so i believe yes. it's going to be open again this weekend um and more on that on friday but um you know just we are not above or beyond this yet um I think we have 65 cases uh, active that we know of in Manhattan Beach, and um, it's very important still to practice, you know, safer at home, covering up, uh, washing your hands with soap and water, all that good stuff. We are, just because it's been nice outside doesn't mean this is over. And I definitely have seen a a, a spike in traffic on the roads and people around, and Mm -hmm. we've got to hang on and, and be tough on this because, um, the, the the more we all behave now and are conscientious of best practices, the faster we're going to get everything open, get these businesses open, get back to, you know, whatever our new normal of life will be. But, um, you know, I said to people, I go, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for others, do it for the businesses that, are, that really need to reopen, um, you know, need the revenue and, and so many other reasons. So just a reminder. Um, and, you know, with that, there's a few other restaurants that are starting to open to do takeout and delivery. We've had three in the last mm-hmm. week. Uncle Bill's Pancake House, one of our favorite places for breakfast, is reopening mm-hmm. to serve, you know, takeout pancakes. Um, Manhattan Beach Post, you can get those fabulous bacon cheddar biscuits again and slay Italian kitchen. So there's, you know, there's signs of continued life and growth, and uh, we just got to all continue to really, really um, – 
obey and, you know, and behave here so we can um, open everything um, sooner as opposed to later. Right. Right. Excellent. Well, um, that's wonderful. And I, 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 I think the new normal uh, in terms of uh, delivery, mobile options versus dine-in options are going to, um, are going to uh, evolve over time. Um, lots of people in the restaurant business are talking about what the future is going to look like, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see what it, what it becomes. Absolutely. But our guest today is, is key man of the hour, uh, you shall say, <laughs> um, <laughs> because of what happened yesterday. Um, Kelly, who is our guest today? He's our, our superhero of the day, right? Um, we can feel him wearing his cape, ready to, you know, make a difference in the world. <clears throat> our guest today uh, is Mike Squire. Mike is Senior Vice President, Chief Lending Officer for Connecta. In his role, he is responsible for the overall performance of Connecta's residential, consumer, and commercial lending groups. Prior to starting his current role in November of 2018, he spent six years in various leadership positions at Connecta, including roles in residential lending and mortgage operations. Before joining the credit union, Mike held a variety of operations and sales, go- sales roles excuse me, at financial institutions such as Bank of America and Lehman Brothers. He started his career working in the hospitality industry, and he studied at both San Diego State University and DePaul University in Chicago. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, good morning, and thank you so much for having me. We we, we uh, make uh, – Kelly, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, Mike, uh, you know, Connecta has been such an important part of uh, South Bay life uh, for many, many years um, as a, a former uh, a, a volunteer for the Chamber, uh, for the, the uh, Little League in Hermosa, for the Hermosa Beach Education Foundation. Connecta has always been a key partner in our fundraising efforts and just our organizational efforts. And uh, we always appreciated that and uh, appreciate what what Connecta brings uh, to the South Bay. But in this regard, Mike, this is this is a new uh, level of, of, uh, you know, involvement. Uh, You normally hear on the radio, um, you know, you hear, you know, um, if you're involved in an accident, just call Sweet James, and he'll get you the maximum amount of money that you you could get. But lately, you're hearing, instead of the ambulance chasers, you're hearing law firms advertising, uh, targeting businesses, saying, you know, you need to get through the pandemic. We can get you more money. We'll We'll go out there and fight for you, that kind of thing. It's a crazy world, Mike, when – when uh, lawyers are chasing small business owners, trying to get them money from the government, it is definitely a uh, a different time. Um, you know, I think, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, Connecta's community involvement um, is is our pride and joy. It's what we do what we do best as a you know, mm-hmm. full spectrum financial institution. 
Um, and as this uh, pandemic, you know, arose, you know, we as an SBA lender knew that we had to do everything possible to to help, uh, and that's that's what we've been doing. It's to to your point, the the phone calls. Ho- hopefully, most of these people will still uh, be able to get the support and help they need. Um, but uh, hmm. you know, our our first and, and foremost is is help every every member we can, every business in the community that we can, as as long as these funds are still available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, first off, Mike, of course, um, we want to get into the details, and and as I uh, uh, did uh, allude to, the fact that the second round of PPP money. Some $310 billion is available uh, as of, you know, 10 a.m. yesterday morning. And, uh, and 10 minutes after the, the money was the, – the program began, the, the systems crashed at the SBA and stuff like that. People may have heard about that. But I still think there's a number of small business owners that really don't understand the PPP itself, what other – loan programs are out there, whether it's from the state or the county. I, I understand there are going to be some programs from the state, the county, and even the city of Los Angeles. So can you just take us right back to the beginning? What is PPP, Mike? Certainly. So the SBA, uh, the Paycheck Protection Program, was established for businesses of 500 employees or less. Uh, and it was, it's, it was designed to give relief for a two-month period so people could, business owners could maintain their staff, keep, keep their businesses moving along, even if it's not in the normal way of doing things, right, to keep this economy going. Um, and, and that's really what this is about. So the, the way the parameters worked was you get um, the average of 2019 average income monthly, you get two times that, so two months worth, plus another half towards any type of you know, mortgage payment, rent payment, utilities, that up to basically up to 25% of the total funds can be used for that, as long as the 75% goes towards covering you know, payroll uh, and insurance expenses you know, to maintain your staff or rehire your staff. So that, that's mm-hmm. what it was established for. Um, you know, it came on quickly, right? As soon as the CARES Act came, it was, you know, Within a within a week, we're going to be offering these. So it was a lot of scramble between, you know, the SBA and giving guidance to to lenders because the lenders are the conduit for these. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit challenging that first round to to get things, you know, going quickly. It, it was a lot of learning going on. Now, now in the case that that a small business owner adheres to those uh, requirements as you described them. Um, less than 25% for other kinds of overhead, 75% towards uh, towards payroll, then the loan is forgivable. Is that correct? That is correct. So you can, as long as you're able to document that this is where the proceeds went, and that actually has to come back through the lender. So we're going to, you know, once we get past this initial funding, you know, after two months, People can start providing documentation showing where their funds went to be, you know, up to 100% forgiven. So it will be at the mm-hmm. SBA's, um, you know, review. However, the lender, whoever you get your loan through, is the one that will be the conduit to su- 
supply that information to the SBA for review. But yes, you're absolutely right. Up to 100% can be forgiven. So wow. That's wow. Really that is interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't think we've um, we haven't taken the time to jump to um, how we're all going to navigate um, the process once we reopen and how to claim that forgivable loan. Um, and I know we'll, we, we need to probably certainly have you back on again in two months, Mike, <laughs> and walk yeah. through that process. But um, just for people who are super organized, because there are people who like to know that information in advance, I, know, I think it's very clear for those who are applying for PPP um, and semi-familiar with it that 75% of those funds do, in fact, have to be used for payroll. Um, I know we've been, you know, also really driving that point home with our chamber members and anybody else who calls, but once, um, I know we're, we're jumping a little bit here, but once, um, once, the, once, the, once the loan is funded on your end, right, then that time, that ticker starts, correct? You can't delay the, the time frame of the loan. And then are we saying that after, after that funding date, that two months from there is when a business can either kind of, um, you know, resubmit the information to the lender in case this would be Connecta um, to start the process of uh, having the loan forgiven if they're abiding by all the parameters. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. It's the two months following the funding of the loan. So that's exactly right. That's your window of time that you're going to want to supply the documentation, you know, your proof of, of payroll costs, interest and payments on mortgage obligations, rent, utility payments. All of those uh, documentation, right, up will be what you'll want to be collecting for that two-month window after your, your uh, Paycheck Protection Program loan funded. So it's not two months from when maybe you reopen because we don't know the dates yet. We don't know when people are going to be able to reopen. We we know we do know that not all the businesses are going to be able to reopen at once. So there's going to be a rolling succession. People might have to close back down again. We don't know that. So what's important for any um, business owner applying for PPP and who realizes it and is funded is that that two months time period starts from the minute they're funded, not necessarily from the minute they, they reopen, or the state of emergency in this case, Manhattan Beach, is lifted. It's from the, when that time, when that loan is funded. Very, very important. Absolutely. Now, now okay. along with this, Mike, we're, we're going to talk about the details of the PPP, but also um, you know, of course, Connecta as as a, a financial institution has has always had uh, loan programs available to small businesses, and there are other emergency loan options at as I was saying, the state level, the city level, the county level. Are is Connecta going to be managing those other programs? Is the county or the state uh, approaching? small lenders like Connecta uh, with these kinds of programs as the PPP has been touted so heavily on the media and others? Right. So, so those other programs are, are typically handed directly through those entities. For example, you know, SBA also has what people have called the idle loan or economic injury disaster loan, which you can also get mm. up to $10,000 of relief. 
However, that is you apply straight through the SBA.gov site. So the Paycheck Protection Program is a little different as they're using lenders as the conduit instead of hmm. handling it themselves. I, I've also seen on the news, as you've mentioned, uh, L.A. County, uh, certain cities uh, around also offering additional um, grants and, and support hmm. assistance. That's also, from my understanding, being held directly through those entities versus this one, mm-hmm. which is very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just want to okay. jump in and clarify, too, anybody who's applied and perhaps received idle funds um, or in the process of receiving them, that is not a forgivable loan, correct? Mm. Correct. And, and also what's important with that, if you, if you have a Paycheck Protection Program loan as well as the idle loan, you cannot use the idle loan for payroll um, purposes. It has to be completely separate. No, I, Mike, I know that on, you know, several of, like, um, the SBA, you know, conference calls I've been on, U.S. Chamber calls, um, L.A. Economic Development Center calls, they all recommend um, for businesses to have several layers of loans or apply for the grants that are um, available to them in whatever city or whatever category of business they are in. Um, you know, at Connecta, what are you, I know, you know, what, what are you guys recommending to maybe your traditional clients that you already have an established relationship with? I know, and by the way, Connecta has been um, unbelievably gracious in uh, taking on many new uh, clients and new members of the credit union who before this, you know, were not a part of the Connecta credit union, but what are you, um, how are you advising, you know, um, clients that you actually, you do have time to have more of a a holistic conversation with? Uh, Certainly. So, you know, to your point, I think it's important that any small business owner be looking for any option they can get. Um, right. In addition to this program, what else can they do to help, you know, fill the the void through these, you know, unprecedented times, you know, to, to stay afloat. So uh, it's certainly we recommend that as well. Um, but, you know, from a other, you know, if there's other options for them, uh, for anyone, whether it's, you know, a residential mortgage or a line of credit or any other type of traditional lending program, that we have, if, if we can put something together, we, we certainly will do that as well. Um, you know, some of the stories, you know, that we're hearing, uh, you know, they're, they're just, you know, heart-wrenching, and we just want to help everybody we possibly can through this uh, through these programs. Without giving up, obviously, identity or name or anything, can you share with us, you know, some of the stories or unique situations, you know, or maybe, you know, trends that you're seeing, um, you know, I, it's funny because in my position here at the chamber, I feel like every week I kind of have, I'm dealing with different issues or different trends or levels of questions or, you know, concern or magnitude. Um, you know, what, cause you guys, you, you're dealing with residential commercial, you're dealing with everything. Um, you know, is there any, Anything you can share with us, you know, or maybe, um, you know, even mistakes that people are making and advice on how to be prepared to apply for these loans? Uh, certainly. Well, <clears throat> from a business perspective, from the, the PPP program, it, it is definitely across the board. 
in businesses, business types. You know, it's not just retail. It's not just restaurants and hospitality. It's, it's across the board. It's, it's the, the dentists, the doctors, the, I mean, you, you name it, it's impacting everybody. So um, it, it's crosses every channel right now from what we're seeing on the, on the other front, right. Relative to, you know, auto loans or credit cards or consumer loans, mortgages. I, I think, you know, the, the, the biggest challenge or, or misconception is, is people, you know, especially if they're struggling and it's the first time they've ever struggled, they don't know what to do. And they, they don't want to ask. They're, you know, either embarrassed or in fear. And what, what the most important thing I would recommend to anyone out there who is struggling financially and hasn't done so yet is to call your lender and ask what kind of support, whether it's to skip a few payments or get a forbearance or do something to to buy your, your, yourself some, you know, breathing room, I think it's very important. So I, I would say that's probably the one thing that, you know, it's, we can't help you if we don't talk to you, right? You, you gotta, you gotta reach out, you gotta give us a call and uh, we'll certainly do what we can to support you through, through these uncertain times. That's a good that's, point. Uh, <laughs> that's great advice. I, I think so many people are almost, uh, uh, you know, frozen in time with the idea that, you know, they, they, they're trying to figure out how to, how to operate. They're trying to figure out how many employees they can continue to keep on the payroll or, or, uh, you know, furlough or whatever. This is, this is, uh, yeah, you know, we, we use this word over and over and over again, but uh, there's no other word that really fits unprecedented. Wow. So now, now, uh, uh, Kelly, I I have a couple of callers. I just want to check in to see who's calling, if they they are calling just to listen or they want to add something to the conversation. Kelly, I'm going to hand it to you while I check with these these, uh, callers. Certainly. Okay. Um, Mike, um, walk us through. Now, I know when the first round – um, what, when was that, two, three weeks ago um, started when people were able to, you know, first apply. I know the first application that came out and then it changed <laughs> um, a couple of days later before the official filing date. So all of right. those wonderful small business owners who are super organized with all their information and documents had to quickly pivot and, and fill out a new application. And that was true for every lender. Uh, that was not right. specific to Connecta. I, I know and I have given this shout out. I'm going to give it again. Um, uh, Connecto, you know, was so gracious with me particularly in answering my questions as I was getting, you know, phone calls and emails from every walk of life in the business community um, panicking, you know, over that initial process and, and timing. And um, there was, I just, there was, you guys were so gracious in, in doing what you could to explain to me so I could also share the information, you know, with people who were calling um, what to do, how to do it. And for somebody who wasn't already a Connecta credit union member, um, how they could do that. And I know that first weekend, you know, I, I've been told um, that you guys just, you know, you worked through, overtime through the weekend with, you know, a massive amount of staff to, to process those new applications and all those loans. Um, tell me, you know, where you guys stand 
now and and maybe before yesterday you know and now and then now with the new you know, amount being infused into the program are you guys working seven days a week are you do you have other people working from home how are you guys actually dealing with the load but dealing with the challenges you know of, of the pandemic and how we're all supposed to be social distancing yeah there, there's a lot there right there there's a lot there we you know, about 90, 90, 95% of our staff is, is working remote. Uh, that transition took place in March. Um, extremely proud of how people pivoted. Um, also extremely grateful for those staff that we have still in our branches and on the front line, uh, you know, helping our members day to day. But it, it, we've been working, um, you know, seven days a week since, you know, this started in uh, that week of April 3rd. And to your point, yes, the SBA changed the, changed the um, application on April 3rd, the first morning that this started initially. Uh, so it did. It created a lot of people having a, to fill out a new application. Um, so it was, it was rough. And, and just getting uh, the guidance in the system uh, up and running was very challenging for all lenders, that initial wave. And I, I think it, it, it was unfortunate, but we, we took what we could to learn from it and make sure we get our, our process right. Um, we, we weren't prepared at the time to accept the volume. Um, however, throughout the organization, we've had uh, significant numbers of employees, you know, you know, pivot over to help us in this program to make sure that we are, you know, able to get to applications, underwrite them, have them lined up so we can input them into SBA's eTran portal for, you know, to secure the funds. So that's, we, we haven't stopped uh, even when the second funding wasn't quite approved yet, we continued to, you know, reach out and underwrite. And, and we're doing these on a first-come, you know, first-served basis so that, you know, we can, you know, be, uh, you know, as, as fair as possible. We, we want to help everyone. Um, but to, we, there's only so many hours in the day. So we, we continue to, to move forward. Um, I think we, we got our, our system and our process pretty well in place um, in the first round. Uh, we, we actually were able to secure about 180 units, uh, just shy of $20 million for, for our uh, small businesses in our communities, which, which I was, was quite proud of, wished it was a lot more. But, you know, considering the, the challenges, I think they did an amazing job. And yesterday, as I'm sure many people have read or heard on the news, SBA's portal, eTran, was, was down Right, ten minutes after after it started at 7:30 a.m. on the on the you know West Coast, and our team, uh, you know, I've got a, a great leadership group in this area, and every employee has done above and beyond, and they actually kept going, and they were able to get 150 150 units for over 10 million dollars secured just yesterday. When I've heard many lenders were were barely able to scratch the surface, so very proud, and know that we're going to continue today to input more and, and secure more funding while, while we continue to underwrite, you know, every application we possibly can. That's amazing. Um, uh, so you're saying in the first round, a couple weeks ago, you um, processed 180, roughly 180 applications for just under $20 million. And then in the second round, just yesterday, you processed 150 for up to $10 million. That's, um, wow. You, you, you guys tur- were on turbocharge yesterday. <laughs> they, they, they certainly were. I, I could not be more, more proud of this uh, this team and 
everyone in the organization that's been able to support it. So, yeah, uh, we've learned a lot. And, you know, this was a, a new program and, and, a, and a, a shift in, in how the SBA works. Because usually it's very complicated. You know, it's still not easy, right? You still have to have the, the required documentation and business entity information. So it, it's, it's still, you still have to do your due diligence, but, you know, we, we've got it down and we're, we're starting to see things go through. So as long as these funds are available, we'll continue to work around the clock to get them done. You know, that brings up a good point. Do you, um, on the second round that opened yesterday at 7.30 in the morning, is the application any different from what it was two, three weeks ago? The application is the same. Uh, there, there's a, a few different uh, guidance pieces on the back end, but that's everything else is the same. Okay. So nothing and different. So we're, we're continuing to work on those applications we received previously with, with no additional um, requirements. And um, now, where did I hear or read um, something just last night that um, I think it was maybe the U.S. Chamber or SBA is hoping and thinking there's even going to be a third round of funding because um, I think we all probably realize that the second round, uh, particularly given the demand yesterday and, you know, the system crashing within the first 10 minutes, um, that, you know, eventually this will run out too. Um, that's just, uh, I think, a, a logical uh, way to think right now. Um, I know I'm encouraging people that if they haven't applied or, you know, um, checked in with their lender to do so, I'm sure you guys are doing, you know, the same. But have you heard anything about a possible third round of funding being worked on down, you know, again, down the road, but, um, you know, through all your um, channels of information? Have you heard anything about that? I have not heard that as of yet, um, but like you, I, I don't see that this second wave of funding is going to get to nearly all the businesses that need it. Um, so, you know, uh, obviously, you know, however long this lasts, right, however long we're, we're living in this world, um, very well may be required just because the, the funds won't get to every business that they need. Uh, that that I, I think that's the one piece that everybody – it's clearly aware of. Um, I am glad that, you know, this time they carved out, you know, additional, you know, the $60 billion for, you know, smaller institutions under uh, $10 billion in assets. So there, there is a little bit of a carve out so that it's not all going to larger institutions because sometimes the small businesses can't seem to get navigate through that where it gives, you know, community banks, credit unions like ourselves the ability to, to help more people. At least that's that's mm -hmm. what the, the theory is, and I'm certainly hopeful that that's going to happen. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now let's let's go back to. Um, I I know when this first opened up a couple of weeks ago that many um, small business owners, you know, that have those personal relationships with their their lender, um, tried to walk into their branch and apply. Like they had their stack of information, <laughs> and because they're used. To having that, you know, that personal relationship, that one-to-one -one with their their lender, and uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, unbeknownst to them and many of us, 
you know, many of the brand local branches um, for many different types of institutions had closed down because they too were consolidating their staff and practicing social distancing. So all of a sudden that person that they're used to, you know, having that relationship with, stopping by, asking questions, was no longer there. And they were maybe uh, forced to go to a, a branch, you know, more of a central location or something. Um, and in, the, in so doing, uh, we quickly found out, uh, and I actually, um, you know, connected when they were answering my questions and my phone calls, were like, you know, you need to apply online. Don't, don't walk in necessarily with all your paperwork. Apply online. Um, so can you, for somebody who hasn't started yet or, um, you know, maybe needs to shift and change gears, um, can you walk people through the, the process of the best way to apply with Connecta? Uh, certainly. Um, actually, it's, it's quite simple. You, you go to our Connecta.org website. And right on the landing page, you'll, you'll see a, a link that says SBA Paycheck Protection Program. That will take you to our, our landing page. And there's literally another link you can click, and it's a digital application. And you can you know, fill that out. It, it takes all the information like you would see on the normal uh, PDF version of the uh, most recent application for the program. And you apply right there, and that will they'll put you right in, right in line for review. And as soon as, as we're able to get to it, um, we will we'll reach out to you, give you provide a link for you to upload your, your additional documentation so we can get it into an underwriter's hand for review and then uh, in line for you know, SBA uh, e-tran you know, approval. So it's, so it's, one, pretty, it's a uh-huh. pretty simple process for, for the, the person applying. You know, it's just a matter of, of you know, just getting the resources to, to, get, to get to the individual. So I think a lot of people also don't realize that once um, they've done that, and, um, and forgive me if I don't know the exact terms on, in the banking world on your end, but once your underwriter reviews it and do they technically approve it at that stage and then transmit it over to the SBA? Because I know SBA has to run it through their filter and approve it and then send it back to you. So can you just take us, you know, through from the time that it gets to you, uh, it goes to underwriting, and then what happens? Right. So the underwriter reviews the payroll documentation, the entity, business entity documentation, uh, and, and to your point, exactly, basically approves it, saying that we have enough documentation to meet the program requirements based on the type of business. And once we have that information, it goes basically into a, a queue to where that would be input into the SBA eTran portal when it's open, right? So when, when the funds were depleted in the first round, the portal closes, right? It, it's, uh, it's no longer available to even input like, and be ready. So everyone is just waiting with all the data, you know, just to input into the portal which opened yesterday morning at 7.30. And so as soon as that happens, right, the information for each transaction is input into uh, the SBA eTrend portal, and then you will receive an approval. Or you could receive an error if there's something missing or wrong, or it's, some, it's already applied somewhere else, then we have to work through that on an individual basis. But for the most part, we put it in. And yesterday, because of the amount of, of volume they were expecting, uh, the first round, you, you get an, almost an instant 
approval, meaning you've securitized your funds, right? So these funds have been allocated for this transaction. And then you go into the closing period, which we can talk about in a few minutes. But the main key is securitize, you know, get those funds secured by, you know, the SBA. So we have a, a, an approval number, a transaction ID, so that we can fund this loan uh, based on the SBA's funds. Once those funds are depleted, the portal will close and, and you won't be able to input anybody else. That's why yesterday was such a, a, a key day, right? Because the first time it lasted 13 days, I'd be surprised if it lasts that long this time just because people are, are more prepared. You know, you've had more time. But this is, you know, that's why it's so important that we're, we're getting every file input as quickly as possible. And when the, when the system's down, it's, it can be very frustrating for, for everybody. Yeah, I imagine. Joe, are you back? Did I hear you? I am. Yes, I'm back. Uh, we did have a caller, but uh, she dropped off. Linda from Torrance. I hope uh, you're listening, and that uh, we c- you can call back in if you want to give us your uh, question. We'd be glad to answer. We've got about um, uh, a few minutes left, and I'd like to know. Um, I guess you know, Mike. You you've you've really laid out what a small business owner has to do to be prepared. I looked at connected.org and it's, it's very simple to get in and to start the application process. I, I would imagine that your advice would be do it now, do it now, do it now. Along the way, of course, um, you know, business owners have to have to figure out all the other things that they can do. But we, Kelly was just talking about at the top of the show how more and more restaurants are pivoting to delivery models uh, as opposed to dine-in models, at least to get the revenue ball rolling. Are there any other uh, ideas that you can share with business owners, Mike, from your perspective as a lender uh, for business owners to get ready for the next sort of <laughs> the next phase in in their uh, business lives? Are, are there any uh, words of wisdom? <laughs> you know, I, 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 wish, I wish we had that crystal ball. I'm, I'm just, you know, amazed by the versatility that I've seen and, and some of the conversations I've had with business owners of how they have to, the, you know, shift their model, you know, for, not only now, but what it's going to look like in the future. And, you know, as, for, as, a, as a lender and, you know, community, you know, financial institutions such as a credit union, you know, our goal is to help any way we can, right, to, to support whatever this new model looks like. So, I mean, that, I, I think the most important thing is, you know, is, is keep going. I mean, they, they're the core of our communities, these small businesses, and, you know, we, we just want to be there as much as we can for them. And I think that relationship and open communication is by far the best way to do it. Hmm. I'm going to ask you only because uh, the, the question popped into my head, Mike, and this, the question is, you know, obviously businesses are looking to the PPP program to be able to continue uh, their existing businesses uh, for 
the next several months uh, with this additional help, but also the future, the near future, until we get a vaccine, until we get better uh, treatment protocols, um, uh, the people are still going to be reticent to go out and to spend 70%, 70% of our economy, consumer spending. If consumers don't feel like spending, uh, 70% of our economy can't come back. Um, have you had discussions like that with your, with your uh, members, and, and what, are they, what, are they, what are their feelings about that in, in total? Can you summarize? You know, some of the, the few conversations I've had, I mean, there, there's a tremendous amount of, of fear and anxiety, right? And that's, that's absolutely understandable. Um, I think what we can do locally, right, and uh, I, I heard Kelly say Uncle Bill's is opening up for takeout, which is exciting because they, they do <laughs> great pancakes. You know, it's, it's making sure that, you know, each of us within our communities are supporting local businesses, you know, are continuing to, you know, order takeout from them or, or use services that are still within this social distancing that we're required today to, just to help know that we're still there. Um, and, and that, you know, we, we can each do our part, even though it's a little, because you're, you're right. The, the numbers are, are staggering, um, of, of mm. the difference in such a short window of time. And, and, you know, that's why I'm, I'm hopeful this, this paycheck protection program can at least help keep people afloat for a couple months, keep their employees paid, even though that it's not in a traditional, you know, uh, environment, so. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, mm-hmm. Connecta has done an amazing job of also supporting the community and not just with processing record amounts of loans and, and funds attached to those. But um, I know Connecta has been um, diligently, you know, serving the community in other ways too, um, delivering lunches, you know, to underserved areas. Um, I know last week um, your CEO, Keith Holtemeyer, um, hosted one of his famous, <laughs> very famous <laughs> Texas barbecues um, and did a drive-through, um, I think it was um, evening dinner um, for first responders. Um, can you elaborate on that, Mike? Do you know how many people you served? And was it just Manhattan Beach or were there other surrounding agencies that uh, came and took advantage of the delicious um, Texas barbecue? <laughs> well, I know I know Keith was out there at uh, you know, 5.30 in the morning getting his barbecue ready and out there cooking all day. I, I personally don't – I don't have the statistics on it. I, I know uh, uh-huh. Latrice would, but uh, it was – you know, he is just an amazing leader who continues to put our communities and our members and our employees first, so – very proud to, to witness what he did there for our first responders, uh, driving through the, the parking lot with social distancing, not having to get out of their car, but being served with, with a bunch of volunteers from our, our team. So that was just one of the many things I, I know that uh, we're doing to get out there. Well, you're doing a great job. And, you know, at the time when you guys are busier than ever, you're still finding ways to uh, – you know, make a difference and and really provide for people in other ways than just the financial, but obviously with food and other things too. So um, it doesn't go unnoticed at all. 
um, I'm getting a, uh, bless her heart, I'm getting a text from Latrice. She says over 100 uh, first responders were served in Manhattan Beach in the South Bay last week with Keith's Big Texas-style barbecue. So, wow, um, <laughs> just, just amazing. You guys are just fantastic. I, I Really, I want you, you know, everybody to know uh, what a wonderful part of this community you are always and how you um, all have just pivoted um, just just with um, such grace, you know, and with the community um, as your sole purpose and mission. It's, it's, it's very evident. So um, thank you very much. We, we did um, touch on, and uh, maybe um, you can kind of, um, we have about nine minutes left, you know, uh, go through the closing process. You mentioned that a few minutes ago on the PPP line, sure. and let's kind of you know um, you know we have we have time, but begin to wrap it up with the closing process and what that looks like. Certainly, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, it so once we've once we've secured the funds through the SBA, uh, it'll take typically about anywhere around three days, right, give or take two to four days for us to draw the note because you are required to sign a note that has all the parameters and requirements of the program. We send that out uh, via DocuSign. So it's just emailed and you sign it via DocuSign, nice and simple, it comes right back to us. And then we receive that and then within the next uh, two to three days, the loan will be uh, funded, which means that the funds will be moved into your um, share account, right? That either uh, you currently have or we had just recently created um, through the business membership. So. It's it's once we we have it, it's not immediate, but uh, we try to get these done as quickly as we can. And like I said, we've we've been able to recruit resources all over the organization to to help us make sure we get that those funds out to the business owners as quickly as we can. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I I know I my um, at the latter part of last week um, and then over the weekend, I we started receiving you know, emails and text messages of um, businesses that I've been talking with all through this process for the last six weeks. And they were starting to say um, that they're, you know, they're, they're getting funded. They're, the money has arrived and, or I just got a notification. It'll be whatever deposited tomorrow. And, and these are all, I, I didn't ask, you know, which lenders or anything. It's none of my business, but um, I was so pleased to hear that, you know, the, the money from the first round was starting to actually arrive. And I think um, as much as everybody needs assistance now, because it's like, you know, there's been like a steel gate come down on the economy. Um, patience is one of the best pieces of advice I've been giving to everybody is this is a process and it does it's a lending, you know, institution. It's a lending process, and um, not only do you have to submit all the proper paperwork, um, but you ha- it has to go through the process. And this is extraordinary times with extraordinary numbers, and just you know to be patient. If you if you receive the confirmation, if you you know if you um, and forgive me if I don't know the right term, Mike, but like if you have a case number or a confirmation or a loan number, you're you're in the pipeline, and it's going to come back and be funded um, with you just to be patient for that. And I was so pleased when I started receiving some of that communication over like Friday, Saturday, that it was happening. You could just feel the small business owners, you know, breathing um, and probably sleeping at night for the first time in six weeks. I'm I'm sure of that. And and patience I'm sure is easier said than done. So I, 
I, I feel feel for each one of these uh, individuals, and and uh, I know my team my team does as well. And you know, if if we can get them done quicker, we we certainly will. So, but thank you. Yeah, uh, amazing. Well, I I am very proud, uh, Mike, as a as a podcaster and and as an interviewer. I'm very proud of this document on uh, April 28th, 2020. Um, this can be passed and shared around business owner to business owner, partner to partner, and everyone can really get on the same page with what is required and what is uh, asked of them. Uh, there's only two websites you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, sba.gov, and connecta.org, sba.gov and connecta.org, and you can get some assistance for your business if that's the direction you need to go in. Um, and uh, this is this is a, a a very 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 helpful process. It's like Mike. I I, I often t- tell people that this medium, it's like you've just met Mike with hundreds of local businesses. You've just met with them personally and, and gone through a conversation, an hour-long conversation with them. That's valuable. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for, for having me and, uh, and getting the word out. And, it, and you know, we're, we're all in this together. So thank you very much for having me today. Wow. Wow. Um, good show, Kelly. Um, I agree. There is, you know, there's never too much information, um, insight, or guidance that we can give anytime, but particularly right now. And I think um, if we can, you know, provide even a handful of people with some guidance um, and some light, you know, to be able to continue on. And our, all of our goal is to get these businesses you know, back open, but to give them the funding and the means and the tools to be able to do that. We all want to see everybody succeed and come out of this um, and then be able to sustain it, you know, just because they are going to be able maybe to open their doors whenever that is, um, albeit, you know, difficult, not easy. um, It is, we're going to have to sustain them too. And that's not going to be an easy process necessarily. Um, so I, I'm thrilled. Mike, thank you. You guys are so busy. Thank you so much for taking an hour out of your morning to um, talk with us. It's timely and um, very, very appreciated. And I suspect we're going to um, have you on again. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about other things in months to come. Uh, and I know we have other programs that Connected we can talk about too, but I think when we get down the road and we start talking about that, uh, kind of applying for the forgiveness of the loans, that will be key to guide the business owners through that because that will be a whole other level probably of frustration that they'll incur just because it's a new, another new process. You know, um, so I really appreciate you taking the time and appreciate everything that you and all your colleagues, um, everybody at Connecta has done for, for the chamber and for the community. Thank you again for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard from Mike Squire, uh, Senior Vice President, uh, Chief Lending Officer for Connecta. It's 
It's connecta.org, K-I-N-E-C-T-A.org and sba.gov. Between those two uh, URLs, you can get access to the funds that are available and the programs that are available. You can also um, access, uh, go to the city, uh, LA uh, city, LA county, and uh, um, you know there are several programs with LA city and LA county, and then of course the state of California. Um, there may be additional grants and other programs available, so um, you can pursue those through those options. Thank you so much, uh, Kelly. This was a great show. Thank you, Joe. Make it a great day. The sun's out. Zoom gloom is gone. Yes. Make it a good day. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again on Thursday and Friday. Bye-bye now.